0: Welcome to the Health in Motion podcast. I am your host, Evie Takis. I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner who loves to help people achieve their wellness goals they once thought were impossible to reach. I am the owner of Holistically Restored, and through my coaching practice, I have been able to guide my clients through their own health journeys and teach them to truly understand their body. With a focus on hormone, thyroid, and weight management, I strive to instill the knowledge, confidence, and encouragement everyone deserves. If you enjoy this content, I'd love for you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Please tell your friends, family, or anyone who is curious about bettering themselves in a holistic way. The more, the merrier. Please keep in mind this podcast is created for educational purposes only and is not to be taken as medical advice. I am so happy you're here and ready to learn. Let's do it. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. All
0: right, let's do it. Thank you so much for, <laughs> it was so funny saying that. Thank you for joining me. This is, I am excited. This is something that I've thought about for a long time and have thought it would be cool to kind of capture a conversation of ours. I can't even like stop laughing and smiling.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah. such an honor.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I know that that probably sounds sarcastic to other people, but I know it's not. Um, but seriously, I'm I'm really thankful that you're willing to do this because, I mean, I've talked about this on my social media, but I feel like we leave, you know, parts of our lives you know, quiet and not public. And I don't want to share everything about you and I. And like, I just like to have some privacy. And so this feels like an exciting thing to be able to share kind of a behind the scenes of our conversations. And I think it's cool for us to actually reflect on what we've been doing. Because I mean, you and I have done a lot of work individually, personally, regarding our health regarding our relationship regarding our careers like we've done a lot of stuff so i think it's nice to take a second to just be like huh like let's actually reflect on this and maybe share some of the stuff that we've learned and then share some of the things that we've had to learn the hard way and you know kind of like just talk about that so um why don't you introduce yourself and then we'll get into the conversation
2: my name is danny Takis. I'm Evie's amazing husband.
0: (laughs) That's not a lie. Uh,
2: Well, I went to school for health and fitness, um, and I was a personal trainer for about 10 years. Um, I still do a little bit of it on the side, and yeah, that's how we met.
0: Yeah. So you want me to share the story, or will you share the story? Tell it. (laughs) So Danny was my personal trainer. And the full story is that I had spotted him from across the gym. He was walking past, I think I was on the elliptical or something. And I had spotted him, particularly his calves. <laughs> <laughs> I've never shared that publicly. And I was like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and I I had already wanted to get a trainer because this was in the winter time and I had a trip coming up that summer. And so, you know, I did the stereotypical, I got to lose weight for this trip. I'm going to be on the beach and all this stuff. And so I decided to scope him out on the website of the gym and I found him and hired him. And to much of my surprise, I like there was an immediate connection between the two of us, Mm -hmm. like I, you know, I just thought like, oh, he's cute and he'll just motivate me and I'll just like get a workout in and I'll just, you know, lose weight and get in shape and cuz I was interested in in health, right? Like I I was an athlete. I played soccer my whole life. I was going to the gym obviously. I cared about that stuff. I but I had very baseline knowledge and so I was also looking forward to genuinely learning more about that and learning how to lift and Like I had always seen people lifting and I was a little intimidated, like, well, I don't know what to do. So I'll stick with the machines. So I was looking forward to that. But the first time I met you in person and we connected for training, I was like, oh shit, there's more to the training than this.
2: Yeah. We were really good friends right from, from the start.
0: Yeah. It was really natural and easy. And I felt like you opened up this part of me that had been like asleep for always And you just allowed me to truly be who I am. And I felt like I was finally being like, you know, more of my goofy side. And I was like more adventurous and I was more curious. And I felt like you weren't judging me for that. And the things that I was insecure about, like, I don't even know if you noticed or cared, um, whether that was physical or just my, you know, personality. So Needless to say, it was a connection from the start. And so you and I started training together. I was late to a couple, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Probably more than a couple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Always running late. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I fell in love with training and then. You stayed
2: after late a lot of times I stayed
0: after late to, yeah, we would like, you know, discuss the training or discuss this or like, it was, it was all a decoy. Uh, (laughs) It was all for me to just have more time, more face-to-face time with you. And then we'd started texting outside of sessions like, you know, I'd I'd come up with a reason to text you a question like, well, oh, what do you think I should do about this? Mm -hmm. And even though I knew the answer, I knew it could have waited till the session, but I just wanted to talk to you. So
2: I liked it, too. So I wasn't complaining.
0: Yeah. So that's how we met. And so, you know, fell in love with the training simultaneously, fell in love with you, started dating. And really, it I mean, just kind of took off from there, and that was in 2012. So it's been 10 years that we've officially been dating. Well, we met in 2011, mm-hmm. but we started dating in 2012 officially.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, now here we are, 10 years later, talking about it. Mm, so a
2: whole decade.
0: I know that's a little kid. That's a 10 year old kid. That's pretty impressive. It is. Yeah. So um. So yeah, I thought it'd be good to talk about like how we started just from like the fitness stuff and how we've evolved. Because from 10 years ago, who you and I are is way different, I think, than, you know, back then. And I think a lot of that is because of the pursuit that we always have to be better in terms of our health. And we've even, you know, been diving into more like character and like, you know, just growing as people. But a lot of like an underlying thing for both of us and in our marriage has always been health wise. We always want to get better. And so that's something that I've loved is that being married to someone and being so close to someone that also has that drive when it comes to their health, I think has been huge for me. Um, so really, when you and I started dating, you had kind of led the way because when you were my trainer, you know, you were giving me advice on nutrition, just you know, as much as you could of like, hey, before you come work out, this could be a great meal to have, and like this could be a meal to have after you work out because I didn't know what I was supposed to eat. And so you gave me good advice to get started on that. And I did that. And I was, you know, mimicking a lot of things you were doing. So you kind of led the way for a long time. And then, you know, I'd look into things and learn things and try them on my own, but you really were the leader in that. And then I feel like things kind of flipped and I started quote unquote, leading us in the health stuff Mm -hmm. when I got really sick in 2018. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because that's when I hired my first holistic health coach, which I talked about a lot in the podcast and how that was really what changed the trajectory of my life. And that, you know, just working with him just really like just helped me become who I am now, who people see me as now. So when I started working with him, I would come home with all these different things of like, oh, Vince said this or Vince said that or... I got to do this with food or I'm going to take all these different supplements. And I mean, we were bringing home supplements that we'd never heard of. We were eating food. Like I was eating food that I'd never even heard of or seen in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I started feeling better. Um, I felt like my life started to change. What was, I'm actually curious, what was that like for you? When I started to really dive into more like the alternative medicine, holistic stuff.
2: Um. Well, I I was never skeptical of it. Um, I was like, even uh, with my own like training and like learning, um, you know, in the strength and conditioning field, I was always interested in kind of like some of the more alternative methodologies. And a lot of what he was doing with you was kind of like that. And I thought it was interesting because he was looking at things that you don't typically see in like health and fitness programs. So, yeah, I I liked it.
0: Yeah. Well, like what is something that you remember that you were like, oh, that's cool that he's looking into that.
2: A lot of the hormone stuff, like a lot of the supplements. Um, it wasn't just, you know, like the basic stuff that you see in stores or you know, any other trainer would recommend. It was, you know, a lot of stuff that I guess you would say is beneath the surface.
0: Yeah. For me, it was like when he started looking at blood sugar, that was mm-hmm. really, cause I, I mean, you know, like I'm like, yeah, my grandparents, they had diabetes, my parents had diabetes. And so for me, it's like, that's all I knew about blood sugar. And so when he started looking at that for me, that was like, okay, we're going really deep here, which is nice. Cause now I get to do that with my clients. So yeah, it's just, it's funny to look back on because we weren't necessarily unhealthy at all before I started going to him, but I was getting bad. And that was really when I was binge eating. That was in the thick of it um, right before I started working with him, which if you haven't heard that story, I recorded a podcast episode on binge eating. So go back and, you know, you can listen to that to hear more about that. But up until I met Vince, that like my binging was out of control. And so I had gotten my... Uh, least healthiest, you know, like in general, we were healthy and healthy up to that point. But I know I personally was like at the lowest in terms of my health when I started working with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like I think it was really neat to take all these. I was just so desperate at the time that I was like, I'll try anything. It doesn't matter. And then these were so new and different and they were so unconventional that it like drew me in even more. So
2: unconventional. That's the right word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was just like after every session, I was like, huh, like, I don't know if a regular trainer would like think of that. And Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's, again, such a big influence as to why I coach the way that I do is because I like to emulate based on that because I know it was so impactful. Um, So in that time, again, I started making changes. You slowly started making changes, too. I think Mm -hmm. just you were observing like, oh, she's taking that or she's cooking that.
2: Well, I was learning new things right along with you, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the things, I guess, we could say in the past, I mean, not really 10 years, but really, again, that was 2018 when we both kind of dove into the more unconventional stuff. What are some of the things that you have started doing since then for your own health?
2: Uh, Well, a big one was going gluten-free for you.
0: (laughs) As you look at me like that, (laughs) well, explain why.
2: Uh well you had gone completely gluten-free and I was still eating some gluten stuff not a lot
0: like bagels post workout that was really it like I wasn't bagel, buying anything else some toast or something Yeah
2: but you were still getting gluten on like your blood test Yep so we figured it was because you're still getting some kind of contamination yep. from me somehow so, I made the sacrifice to go gluten free for you.
0: thank you. You're so sweet seriously that like I know that it wasn't a big jump for you because it wasn't yeah, I mean, but aside from your bagels and like toast, it's not like we were buying regular pasta like we were eating gluten free outside of that, so it was just minor adjustments. but what um what what have you noticed since you've gone gluten free?
2: um, I like it um one thing that I kind of noticed that I didn't even really know until you start switching to gluten-free stuff is that I I feel like lighter or just not as kind of sludgy after eating what would have been like a bunch of um, gluten-based carbs.
0: So are you saying physically you felt lighter or even mentally?
2: Yeah. Um, physically
0: yeah and i remember you saying that because like i remember you saying that your your gut just felt a little different since you started going Mm gluten-free yeah anything else you noticed
2: well even um when i was eating gluten it's not like it ever caused like any kind of major problems it's just that once i did start eating gluten-free alternatives like i did notice you know that slight difference in how I felt afterwards.
0: Yeah. What else have you gotten into or tried since, you know, we've opened up this realm to ourselves?
2: Definitely the red light.
0: Yeah. You're loving that red light. Mm-hmm. And I posted about it on social media. Like you almost are more religious about it than I am.
2: Yeah. It's it's a nice tool.
0: What have you noticed from doing it? Oh, um, well, And why did you start doing it?
2: So... I st- well, watching you do it and like you had mentioned um like a lot of different benefits and stuff and I just thought it was interesting. So, I kind of looked it up myself and realized that there's a ton of really good research showing a multitude of benefits. And I was more interested in like the human performance side of it as in like how it can positively impact like athletic performance in the gym, um, stuff like that. And I just thought it was really interesting. So,
0: Okay. So red light. Yes. And it's been nice that we've gotten to do that together because, you know, we even took it when we went on our trip in the winter, Mm -hmm. we took our red light panel. And so we kept our morning routine and doing that. Uh, What are some other things that you've gotten into?
2: Um, Getting more walks, or just walking more, um, especially now since I, I I don't do personal training full time. I do like graphic design and video editing. So I'm sitting at a desk a lot and don't get a ton of movement in throughout the day. So adding in those walks with you when I can is definitely a good thing to add in.
0: Yeah. And it's I've talked about this before, but I didn't realize how much movement I wasn't getting Outside of the gym until I started to really pay attention to that, right? Like it's easy to say, well, I work out four days a week or I work out five days a week. And that's great if you go to the gym and do that. But it's like if you're not moving mostly throughout your day, like that's still, you know, that's still bad for you. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice that you've been joining me on my walks. And again, I started doing a lot of the walks back in 2018 and I mean, I've just fallen in love with them and I've noticed so many benefits from them. So I've kept them up. But like now that you're joining, I enjoy that. You know, we'll start doing walks together. Like we'll go to we'll do like an after dinner walk together
1: mm-hmm. or like sometimes
0: in the morning you'll come with me on like a weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then you had that infant, <laughs> the infamous moment when yeah, uh, I, I recorded you. I was not expecting this. I recorded you while we <laughs> were walking and I said, what are we doing? <laughs> and what'd you say?
2: Hot bitch walk.
0: <laughs> hot bitch walk. That's right. So now people message me and they say like, hey, I'm on my hot bitch walk or like I'm out walking and I thought of you. Hashtag hot bitch walk.
2: Well, you called it a hot girl walk or something.
0: Yeah. I t- yeah. I like had a joke like, oh, I'm going on my hot girl walk. Yeah. And you were just like completely up leveled it.
2: Had to spice it up.
0: Yeah. You had to spice it up, which you certainly did. <laughs> and I mean, really, though, like I... I think walking has been really important for me. And I'm not saying that as in, like, oh, you should just totally walk and you'll like lose weight or you'll get super strong. Like, there's definitely more to it. But I do think it's been so impactful for me. Just the more I learn about my immune system and having Hashimoto's and just what that means nervous system wise, like the walks have been really good for me mentally, which I think is manifesting physically, which is why. I think not the only reason, but I've really contributed to me getting healthier is just overall movement throughout the day, not depending on the gym as my overall movement. That's been huge.
2: It's also nice just to get outside, especially in the summer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like you'll come home and like, I'll be like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? And there's no hesitation because you've been inside all day Mm -hmm. and you're in a building that has no windows. Yeah. So like, well,
2: the building has windows. (laughs) (laughs) My office doesn't.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's (laughs) true. Clarification. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what I mean. It's
2: not a prison.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. But it's still good that you uh, get outside and we can do that movement together. The other thing that I think that you've actually gotten into, which is really recent, is you did a Dutch test Mm -hmm. this year. So Dutch test, for those who don't know what that is, is the at-home urine and saliva hormone test that I use with clients and on myself. Um, and I had asked Danny, like, Hey, do you want to do one? And you said, yes. And I'd asked you before, but you were like, no, that's okay. Like, what do you think was the difference now? Like, why'd you decide to do that now?
2: Um, well, like I've always been like interested in like hormone levels and stuff, like, especially si- since I started like schooling and training. And it's kind of common for a lot of people to do that kind of stuff in that field, and I just never really had access to that kind of stuff. So, um, I, I wanted to see what my hormones looked like, and you had a test. So,
0: yeah, it was yeah. a
2: perfect time to do it.
0: Yeah, and now that you've done it and you got your results, you've been implementing some things to, you know, make some changes and tweaks and improve, right? And was that like, is that easier for you to have the data versus like maybe feeling like, oh, maybe I need to do this because energy or whatever. But like you had actual data. So how was that different compared to when you didn't have data before?
2: Yeah. When you have a chart that shows you, you know, exactly what's working and not working well, then it's it's a lot easier to pinpoint things and start implementing things to fix what's not working.
0: Right. and like another thing that you've started doing based on that is you've been doing more morning light, like Mm -hmm. morning natural light, especially on weekends, Mm -hmm. which has been cool. I remember the first time, like after that test, you woke up and you like went straight outside. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like, I'm so glad that you're like picking up on this of like,
2: learn from the best.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. I try. I try. (laughs) Um, So another thing I want to kind of plug that you've been doing more of and this was actually a question that we got on Instagram was about like veggie intake and if I just cook vegetables and put them in front of you like you know variety of foods so what has that been like for you um the last few years
2: uh well vegetables I was horrible about vegetables for the longest time um it really wasn't until the last couple years when um started eating them regularly um I have you to thank for that
0: You're welcome. What do? How do you think we did that though? Like, all I remember is that I just started cooking vegetables, and what I do is I just say, "Hey, do you want to try some?"
2: Uh, Well, really, it probably started initially when we started dating because, like, I would eat like your family's meals at family gatherings, and I mean, being like a typical Mediterranean. Based diet there's a lot more vegetables than what I grew up eating so that just kind of like naturally started there and then when you cook for us I mean you you've always implemented that kind of stuff too um, and really it just I had to just get to a point where I had to like focus in on like and consciously make the decision to you know start packing them in my lunch and whatnot. Because like you would have stuff made and it's not like I intentionally, you know, wouldn't pack it or eat it. It's just like I never thought to do it just because I hadn't done it for so long. So, um, I think uh, it was maybe a New Year's resolution or something that we talked about. And I said one of them, one of my goals was to eat more vegetables and you just have to like focus on it and like consciously make the choice to do it.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I think that, like, it's really easy to get frustrated with ourselves and or our partners or our friends when it's like, oh, like, why aren't you doing that? Like, I made them. They're right there. Why didn't you pack them? But you're saying, like, for you, at least, it wasn't like you were refusing to pack them for lunch. You just Mm -hmm. weren't in that habit yet.
2: Right. And just like any other habit, like, once you start it and the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And it just becomes a regular part of your day.
0: Yeah. And I, another thing too, cause the question was like, you know, do I just make things and put them in front of you is I also started asking you like, well, what vegetables will you eat? And you had mm-hmm. a list of vegetables that you're like, I will eat them. I like them cooked this way. And I was happy to do it like that. Cause you know, I'm the one that meal preps most of the time. I mean, we do some together, but I lead the way on that. And so I just asked, okay, what do you want to eat? And how do you like them?
2: Well, that was also after you had like kind of introduced me to different ones because, I mean, I, I wouldn't even know like what vegetables I'd want to eat because I didn't really eat many. Yeah. So, yeah, like you had introduced it and just based on trying things over the years, then I could tell you I want this and Stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And you were open to it, which I think is important. And I think you knew. I mean, everyone knows, okay, vegetables are healthy. They're good for us. We need them. But you had actually made the conscious choice of like, I should probably explore this more. So that was Mm -hmm. good because I could introduce you. And I want to brag about you and give you like a high five that you have really broadened your vegetable intake. Mm -hmm. And like you're even putting broccoli sprouts on your food. Like when I first started, when you actually took to the broccoli sprouts, I was like, oh my gosh, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Mission accomplished. He's eating broccoli sprouts. Really? That? Yeah. I just, I don't know, because those are kind of weird to people. And like, not everyone likes them, mm-hmm. even though I'm like, there's not much of a taste and they're so beneficial. Like they're easy yeah. to put on anything. But yeah, you're just up there chopping them up, putting them on your food. And I just love that. Was that was
2: probably one of the first things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's been good. And I also do think I'm glad you brought up the fact that like Coming into my family and, you know, eating a lot of Greek food, it's so vegetable heavy. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you, well, one, you are a big eater anyway, so you like food. And so you would eat whatever my parents really put in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so the vegetables included. So I think that was helpful. And you just starting to explore of like, oh, I actually do like tomatoes or, oh, I like this when it's cooked this way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that's big, too. If someone doesn't grow up like that. It can be kind of intimidating because your palate is what your palate is going to be. Yeah. Now it can change and yours has changed, I think, a lot. But I can see why someone will be so resistant to doing that at first if their palate just isn't used to those flavors.
2: Yeah. I don't really remember like how much I was exposed to, you know, different vegetables and whatnot. So like coming into your family, it was definitely a lot of new stuff.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And I'm also very glad that you like Greek food, which
1: I
2: mm-hmm. you know I
0: don't. I don't cook a lot of, like I don't cook enough of. I think I always say you that used to. I used to. Well, and here's the thing, and I've said this on the podcast before, and I've said this with clients and all this, but the reason for that is because I got out of cooking Greek food and cooking dishes like that, where it's like a mix of orzo and chicken and pasta sauce and this and that, because when I was like so disordered in my view of food, of like it had to be a protein, carb, a fat, and I had to meal prep this way. Like if I were to make a dish like that, I can't track exactly how much chicken is in that because it's all mixed up with the orzo and I can't track. And like that was just yeah. you're laughing. But like that was the that was a state of my mind.
2: Mm, yeah, I remember,
0: you know, which I don't know. We weren't I didn't tell you. I We didn't really talk about this prior, but like, what was that like for you to see me go through some of that disordered eating? Like what? Mm. Like, when did you know that there was a problem?
2: Well. I mean I don't I don't know if I would necessarily call it disordered eating. You were definitely very rigid. And I think that's probably the best way to describe it. And like for me it was just frustrating because you were so rigid and like you had so it's like a one track mind like you said it had to be, you know, a certain amount of protein, carbs and fat and everything and if it wasn't then just forget about it.
0: Yeah. The paranoia would set in Mm -hmm. and the anxiety would set in. And that was something that I think was really hard because, you know, at the time, it just didn't matter. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, I have to eat. I have to hit my macros. I have to do this or I don't want to go to this family event because I don't know what they're going to have. And I can't track my food.
2: I remember telling you many times that just estimate it. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be specifically so many grams of this or that.
0: Yeah. But we also know that I'm such a, and I'm working on, it. I think I've gotten more loose in it, but like just that all or nothing mindset that I have, that was keeping me trapped, I think in that Mm -hmm. rigid mindset. And now I mean, I don't know the last time I tracked food, I'll track protein every now and then just to kind of guess like, oh, is this four ounces? Or just to kind of see like, oh yeah, I still got it. I can eyeball four ounces. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and I think I said that to you a while ago, I was like, Danny, I haven't, I haven't even used the food scale in forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You've gotten so much better with that. Yeah. You're not rigid at all. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Totally different. <laughs> high five.
0: High five. You're high five. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes me feel good to hear too, like from you, because I know that I'm different and it's just nice to get confirmation from the people that you love of like, they're seeing that progress too. Cause it's, my life is so much different now that I'm not so rigid. So, and I've said this again, I think tracking can be really helpful as a tool. And I think it's helped a lot of how I can be so intuitive now, but, you know, again, I'd kind of gone a little far into that, but, um, yeah. So another thing I thought was really cool. I was thinking back on some of the changes that you've made is regarding sleep. Mm -hmm. So what was, you know, what does that progression look like for you?
2: Uh, well, we've just been going to bed a little bit earlier. Not that we ever... St- stayed up late or anything, but just getting into bed earlier without, you know, watching unnecessary TV or being on your phone or anything like that, which isn't going to help you get to sleep anyway. So,
0: right. I think that it's been really good for us to do that because I've noticed that, like, I think that you and I both would agree that our sleep quality has improved mm-hmm. since we've been more rigid with our sleep schedule. So yeah, there's been a lot of good stuff that we have both implemented and definitely you again as you know, we've learned more and explored more and another thing that I have talked about and I have a whole podcast episode on is the cold plunges. You've even done some of those with me too, which yep. has been cool. What what do you think of them?
2: I like them. Um like cold plunges and uh cold showers, that was always like a pretty common thing in like the fitness and strength and conditioning world, so It was something I was familiar with, but just didn't do ever. But once you started doing it, it was easy for me to start doing it.
0: Yeah. And the saunas too. We Mm -hmm. started doing those together because we joined a gym that has a sauna. So that was fun in the winter time that we were doing that. And especially since it was so cold outside, it was nice to do that. Mm. So those are the things that we've gotten into. I mean, just some, I mean, there's a million other things too, but some of the big ones. Some of the things that you haven't, I don't want to say gotten on board because you're not against, but you just haven't gotten into, um, like, for example, just something I did this morning is juicing. Mm-hmm. I made some juice, but you walked in and what did you say?
2: Were you juicing?
0: <laughs> Why did you say that?
2: Because you can smell it.
0: Okay. It's, like it's not <laughs> the veggies. <laughs> so, yeah, you haven't started juicing. You, you just don't like it. What is it about it that you're just not interested in?
2: Yeah. Like... Blending all kinds of different ones and drinking it. It's just not my thing.
0: Yeah, but you like smoothies.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) that's not a smoothie.
0: Okay, so different. (laughs) Uh, The other thing is castor oil packs, which I've been doing for about a year.
2: Well, that's something that I don't even really know much about. So, I mean, I don't even know if it would even benefit me. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. The other thing I was thinking about is like the natural body products yeah well like you're on board right I mean you yeah but were you always on board or was that something that when i started getting into it you got into it
2: no um i mean i have like i remember years ago reading about like endocrine disrupting chemicals and and stuff like that so like when you wanted to start switching all that i was totally on board with that
0: well, really, you're the one that initially brought that up years ago because you wanted to get rid of our plastic Tupperware.
2: That and the water filter.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you're all, you've always been a big proponent of the water filter. You've mm-hmm. always wanted that. You're very particular with the water, which I appreciate. I'm glad. But yeah, you were definitely like the water filter and the plastic Tupperware was a big no-no for you from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't understand it at first, but you're like, this is bad. Like, this is why men have low testosterone. And- yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is true. There's a lot of men walking around with a well, of testosterone. That's part of it. Yeah, part of the equation. But yeah, and then I think it, and one of the things that I always think back on that is so cute to me and so encouraging is that I remember being in Target one day and um, I we were like, I think you were looking for new deodorant or something. And you brought it over to me and you said, can you scan this? <laughs> like on the EWG app? Yeah. Because you knew that that's how I scanned to see, like, if a product is non-toxic or not. Yeah. So, at that moment, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love this. So, that was definitely something that, um, you know, we both have gotten on board on. But, yeah, the, the juicing, the castor oil, not your thing, which... Fine. Fair enough. You mean you're still supportive of it. You'll plug in my heating pad for the castor (laughs) oil. (laughs) I'll just hand you the cord and you plug it in and you don't look at me like I'm crazy when I strip down and put the castor oil
2: (laughs) oil all over your stomach (laughs) and then Velcro your heating pad to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I do appreciate that, but I would love to some, we, I did get a question on Instagram where someone was like, what's like something that you know you've asked him to try Or that you've gotten into or something that like You've done that he thought was like funny Or like oh my gosh And I mean honestly there hasn't Been anything that I've suggested that you've Been against but what are Some of those things that you're like that Maybe stick out to you that have been funny Or just a little a little out There when it comes to this stuff
2: uh, Well <laughs> Putting your period blood in the plants <laughs> <laughs> so Have fun more explaining that
0: <laughs> so if you've never heard of putting your <laughs> menstrual blood in plants we're talking about house plants um <laughs> your blood is so nutrient dense and so you mix it right it's not like you go take it straight from your cup and you like go pour it in the planter you mix it with water and there's other there's a lot of things online you can look at but there's so many nutrients in it that plants really benefit from so i just suggested it one day to you like Hey, I think I'm gonna put my period of blood in the plants. And I just remember your face. That was a moment where I was like, okay, I think I've taken it too far with him. <laughs> so
2: I'd like to see some sources on those benefits.
0: I will. I will provide them to you later on. It'll be the di- topic at dinner. Okay. Yeah. What else is what's another kind of interesting thing?
2: Uh well, easily my favorite just happened recently.
1: <laughs> and
2: you upstairs, me downstairs you call down to me
0: <laughs> I'm dying over here. what did I say?
2: Danny, you want to see what cervical mucus looks like?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I I wasn't quite sure if you'd bring that up on here but that is that is true that has happened and what was your reaction? I laughed. <laughs> yeah and you came though and you were like you were like, what did you say? I was like, do you want to see what cervical mucus looks like? Yeah, because I, you know, I talk about this stuff all day long with my clients. And so, you know, then to like see it and just kind of like you hear me talking about it if I'm talking to someone, you know, at home or whatever. And so it's just like, hey, do you want to see what this thing is that I talk about all the time? So I, I love that that's your favorite and that it happened before we recorded. Is there anything else? I don't know. I know that I've done quite a few things or suggested or been into or.
2: Yeah. But I mean, like we said, like I've always had an open mind with stuff and have been interested in, you know, alternative modalities and whatnot. So. Right. There's really not much that you said or suggested that I thought was just weird or just completely against I don't think there's been anything that I've been against
0: yeah and that's been huge for me that you haven't been against it because that's something that we'll talk about we did receive a question about you know when partners are not on board and all that but when before we get to that one thing that you've poked fun at me for in a loving way and I'm not like mad about it but you did kind of like oh this is okay she's doing this is the blue light blocking glasses that I wear at night Mm because the evening ones are amber tinted and so they, you know, they're red. And you wear
2: them over your other glasses.
0: Yeah. And so what do you say to me?
2: <laughs> call you six eyes.
0: You call me six eyes. And you know I'm coming down the steps because you can hear them clanking together.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'll be coming Clickety downstairs. Clack. And he's like, here comes six eyes. But again, like you I don't take offense to it, but I think it is one of those things that you're like, all right, this girl's dedicated. <laughs> like she's definitely doing this.
2: It's it's just funny. Yeah. It's just goofy, but.
0: Yeah, it is goofy to see me wearing- I get
2: why you do it. I mean, I wear mine during the day. I just don't wear the ones at night.
0: Yeah, yeah. And even if you are on your computer at night, I see you put those on. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely something that you've gotten into and you notice the benefits of, too. So, some of the, like, a couple questions came in on Instagram. And one was really, like, what is the advice that we have for people who, like, partners or I guess family members who aren't on the same page, like particularly there's someone who wants to be healthy and they're trying to make changes to become healthier, but their spouse is not on board. Like what advice would you give to someone who is trying to be healthier, but not having that support at home? Maybe their person is skeptical or maybe they just don't care. Mm -hmm. Just on different wavelengths.
2: Well, I would say it would Kind of depend on the individual person, because I mean, some spouses might be totally against some of this stuff and, you know, not, not want to join you in making changes. And if you try to force it on them, they're, they're just going to be against it even more because, you know, there are some people that they don't want to feel like they're being forced to make changes that they don't want to. And then there might be people that are, you know, a little bit more open-minded. Um, so it really just depends on your individual situation, but either way, I would say, um, like gently suggesting, like implementing new things instead of, you know, trying to shove it in their face and say, Hey, we're, we're going to be making these changes. We're, we're going to be doing this, this, and this, and like, you have no say in it. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's the right way to go about any of that.
0: I'd even say like some of the stuff that we've done, like we talked about is the example with the vegetables, like I would make them and then I would say, Hey, would you like to try this? And so it was always just, I was inviting you to do it. And I wasn't ever like for, I wasn't ever putting it on your plate. Like you have to try zucchini or you have to try eggplant. Mm -hmm. And it's just more of like, Hey, I made this. Would you like to try some of it? And if you said no, usually I'm going to be like, well, why? Right. But Mm -hmm. then I also, I'm like, okay, well, if he just doesn't want to try it, he doesn't want to try it. But eventually, if you see me trying things over and over again, I think for someone who's curious, they'd be like, well, I wonder, hmm, like she's been doing that for a few weeks now. So maybe there's something to that or I noticed that she's feeling better. So my advice is always like to help someone go from being skeptical or unsupportive to being supportive and on board is leading by example. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? If my husband doesn't want to get up and do morning walks with me, that's fine. I'm going to get up and do it. And you know, if he starts to notice the benefits in me and he starts to notice that I feel better doing it, then, you know, maybe he'll join me. So mm-hmm. leading by example, because um, I know we talk about that with kids, like behaviors are caught, not taught. And, you know, kids have to catch you doing these things and they'll pick up on it and they'll catch good behaviors. But I think it works with adults too. Yep. I mean, means your spouse is starting to do something. Then you're like, huh, I wonder why they're doing that maybe. And you notice that they're feeling better then it might make you want to do it. I also think that we have yeah, to remember that's that-
2: definitely the biggest one and like explaining the why behind it was it would definitely be helpful too um like especially if it's a lot of new stuff um and like a lot of the holistic stuff it's not as like well known as you know some of the more conventional methods of getting healthy so if you're explaining the why and you know some of the you know, supportive science behind it, then I think that can help change a perspective too.
1: I think so
0: too. And I don't know if I'm overstepping on this, but I feel like men probably need that science, like logic part more than women do. So like, if I just said like, oh, we're switching everything to non-toxic and you're like, well, why? And I was like, just because it's better for our hormones. Like you're going to want to see research that states that. And Mm -hmm. I find that, at least with the women that I'm working with, like they tend to have to give their husbands, you know, that sort of like the the actual proof and data on it, which is fine. Um, because it's there for a lot of the stuff that we do. But, um, yeah, I think that's really important is the why behind it. And like, this is why I'm taking walks or this is why I'm getting early morning sunrise in my eyes. And, or this is why I'm adding vegetables, or this is why I'm going to start working out three days a week, or this is why I want to go to bed early. And again, I just think that it's really hard to not want to do something when you're seeing your person benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I see you doing something and you're feeling really good, like, well, I want to do that too. And it's, and then I think there's this component of you can start doing it together because that's also something that I'm really proud of for you and I is that we both work out regularly every week. But we don't ever work out together anymore, but we're still Mm -hmm. doing it, right? Like, there has been times where we've worked out together, like, because our schedule's allowed for it or we do things on the weekends. But now you and I, like, being healthy and working out and eating well and, like, all of that is we're doing together, but it's not always, like, simultaneous in the moment together, but because I know that you're going to work out later, if I don't feel like working out, I'm like, okay, well, Danny's getting his workout in. Like, I'm going to do mine too. Yep. And so that is nice that we're on this kind of journey together, um, even if we're not always like doing it side by side.
2: Yeah. That aspect of like teamwork, that that's always a huge thing for any kind of health program, whether it's like nutrition or, you know, workout based, having like your spouse or Whoever do the same things with you is definitely helpful.
0: Well yeah, and I think too like when I see you working towards a goal, that motivates me to work towards a goal because again, you and I are just the type of people that especially around health we like we have a goal in mind and we we work towards it. And so I think that it's like when you're both like-minded in that way, it's a lot easier to always be disciplined to continue to work towards your goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that we show up. I like to think that we show up as better partners to each other because we take care of ourselves individually, Mm -hmm. right? Like you take care of yourself physically really well. And you've done a lot of stuff like to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally and just like as a man and you show up to as a better husband to me and I like to think that I've been taking care of myself and, you know, like trying to improve myself, not just physically, but also mentally, emotionally. I want to be a better wife. And so that means that I have to have the discipline to do that because I want to show up as a good partner. And the other thing, too, is I ask myself, like, would I want to be married to me? Mm -hmm. And that has changed my perspective. Because there are times when, unfortunately, I've said, no, I wouldn't want to be married to me because of how I'm acting or how I'm not taking care of myself or how I'm not being attentive. And that will snap me back really quickly. And so I think about that, especially with health, since that's what we're talking about in this episode. But I'm always like, you know, am I the type of partner that is even desirable If I'm not taking care of myself and I'm just being this like slug and I'm, you know, not eating well and I'm just like, you know, having this poor mentality and this poor outlook, like why would you want to be with me? Mm
1: -hmm. So I
0: have to take care of myself for me. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I want to be a good partner to you. And that means that I have to take care of myself in this way. Mm -hmm. And I see that in you a lot like you haven't ever stopped taking care of yourself like that. And I really admire that about you is you are really the definition of consistency.
2: I mean, you too.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Cause I'm again, like I've had my times where I've stopped working out or, you know, I've stopped tracking food or I've stopped caring what I've eaten. But again, that was definitely like mental health was on the lower side at that point and wasn't as great. And I think that was more of a driver than anything, but I mean, yeah, I would say for 10 years, we've been pretty dang consistent with taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's cool just to see us evolve now, because like I said, we've just up-leveled of, we're not just taking care of ourselves physically now, we're doing a lot more stuff like for our own marriage. And I think that's been really cool because the same discipline that applies to you and I taking care of ourselves physically applies to us taking care of our emotional side too. Wouldn't you say?
2: Definitely. Yeah. They all play a, they're all, they all go hand in hand. I think is the best way to think about it.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, the saying is how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think this is so evident now. So
2: and when it comes to health, like if one area is kind of lagging behind, it can affect the others. So it's always a good thing to try and work on all aspects of it.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So with that, like what have you done to work on it, other parts of your health besides the physical stuff? Like, what are you doing now?
2: I'm doing a lot of different reading and just researching different interests and topics and just trying to learn different things.
0: And I want to tell you that seeing you do that is really attractive. And I mean that, like, for, you know, especially as someone who really enjoys learning more and expanding the mind and expanding different topics and stuff to see you do that is really attractive because it shows a drive that you have to be better because you want to learn more. You want to grow. You want to, you know, you want to be exposed to new things and that is very attractive. And so it's nice to see, because I also see you like up leveling as a man and I always like that. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to high five for that (laughs) compliment you on that. And speaking of, you know, another question that we got was, what advice do you have for other men who might be trying to get healthier and maybe don't know where to start?
2: Um, One is just getting as much physical activity as you can. And physical activity doesn't have to necessarily mean exercise. It can just be, you know, a daily walk. It can be getting up and moving more at work. It can be doing yard work, playing with your kids any of that stuff, anything that's getting you up and moving and, you know, not sitting on the couch is awesome. Um, Second one is obviously working out. Uh, There's a ton of different ways to work out. There's no one best way, but just getting started, you know, if you can do at least at the very least three days a week working out, with resistance training and some kind of you know moderate intensity cardio exercise, that's a great place to start. And a third would be uh, improving your sleep hygiene for sure. Yeah. So getting enough sleep, you know, not watching TV or being on your phone late into the night, you know, not drinking you know, coffee or energy drinks all throughout the day, because, you know, all that together is just going to keep you up later and wreak havoc on your sleep. And it's just going to be a very bad cycle that repeats itself every day. And another one is diet, obviously. Uh, so, just starting with basic stuff like, you know, eating home-cooked food, packing packing your lunch when you can, uh, you know, trying to get a good protein source with each meal, limiting, you know, all the processed crap, cutting out excess sugar and, you know, all the basic stuff like that.
0: Right. Adding more vegetables like you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to give a plug. If you need a trainer, Danny <laughs> can be your guy. So I think that's good advice. And those are really the basics and the foundation because it's, again, we've been doing this for a while and those are the things that we still work on all the time. Like, it's not like we did that for the first three months and we lost weight and now we're good, right? Like, this is something that we continuously focus in on because these are the foundations and these are the basics and they are that for a reason because they work and they really are uh, foundational to every single program. So um, I have a question of, is there something that maybe when you first started working out, which we didn't even share why you got into working out, which I'd like for you to share that. But then is there something back then that like you wish you would have known that maybe you would tell your younger self or tell someone who's getting started?
2: Hmm. I think one thing that I would do differently or at least give advice to somebody starting out is to not get too attached to like a certain style of working out. Um, Like I said before, there's there's many different ways to go about it and a lot of times people kind of get attached to like a certain style or a certain trainer or a certain website and you know that that's their only focus and that's kind of like their fitness bible and that's that's all they go to and they kind of have a very closed off mind when it comes to you know taking in tips or You know other research from other areas
0: right and i have seen that in you i've seen the opposite in you in that you have explored different types of training Mm -hmm. so what have those been in your life
2: well i started pretty much like every other male starts which is just kind of like general bodybuilding type workouts and then really got interested in more of the performance side of it with you know Olympic lifting and powerlifting and I switched back and forth between those for a while um also explored Muay Thai for a bit
0: I remember that we were just dating mm-hmm. when you were doing
2: that yeah and now it's i mean I'm still interested in all kinds of stuff but it's definitely more focused on just the general health Um, The order you get, uh, I think the more everyone tends to focus on just wanting to feel good and feel healthy and, you know, isn't as concerned with the amount of weight on the bar.
0: Yeah. And I'd argue that because you did spend so much time in your 20s taking care of yourself in such a good way, especially regarding like physical Mm -hmm. activity, like you have the luxury of exploring that and everything seems like everything is doable to you. Like you can figure it out or you can try these new things because your body is a, is adaptable because of the time you spent training in the way that you did when you were in your twenties. So, and I, it's true. I feel the same way. Like, I mean, you started training me so that I could be a power lifter and I was so set on that. And I didn't even really know what it meant really. Like I didn't know that what it would entail to actually be good at it. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm like, thank God I didn't go any further down that road. But also like now I just genuinely enjoy moving my body. I've been exploring like different kind of like weird things to me, but like really effective. I've seen cool progress in my body physically with not like running myself into the ground. And I've really and I owe a lot of that to you because you've instilled in me to stay curious about like different ways of movement and new things that come out. And I, you know, I have a network of people that I know that I've met through the podcast and through my business that have really opened up a lot of this stuff to me too. And so that's been really cool is to like see, oh, what are they posting about? Or, oh, they said that can help this and I'll try that. So it's definitely nice to be flexible. And I think that was good advice to not like get so rigid and have this like fitness Bible that, oh, I'm only going to be a powerlifter. Oh, I'm only going to do this because mm-hmm. you really do need to be adaptable. And we talk about this with our nephews. Like it's good that they play multiple sports, right? Yeah. Like you should be able to like move your body in different ways and different seasons of life. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really good. And, um, it's just, again, it's been really cool to see you because you've done some really amazing things. Like you've competed in powerlifting meets, you have competed in weightlifting meets mm-hmm. and you've done such a good job at those. And so it's been cool to watch you work towards those goals, but then now see you again, not like you don't have anything you're working towards, but now you're just like really wanting to be healthy and feel good. But you have such a strong foundation from those days that I think is supporting you now. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to move into something that I just decided before we were recorded to call rapid fire, (laughs) very original, but I have some questions that I'm just curious that just curious if you know the answer to, because of the things that we've talked about or the things that you, you know, been exposed to. So are you open to this?
1: Let's do
2: it.
0: Okay. So (laughs) can you explain why I track my basal body temperature?
2: That is to track your cycle.
0: Yes. Good. Ding ding ding. You did it. Nice job. <laughs> and also you got really into it because that thermometer makes noise. So sometimes you'll kind of like like I'll try and keep it quiet in the morning when it's done taking my temperature because it'll beep like seven times or something.
2: Yeah, it still wakes me up sometimes.
0: Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I hope he can, I hope he doesn't hear it. And I for hear those it. for those who are listening who are like, well, I don't want to do that. There's other things we can look into. There's different products you can use that aren't going to do that but the, the beeping isn't that bad
2: it's not that <laughs> bad I guess
0: <laughs> okay next question what does it mean when a woman ovulates what happens
2: Um, the egg drops
0: yes good nice okay you know Uh. okay what does it mean <laughs> when I have a temperature spike
2: Yeah, that you're ovulating. Yeah, that I did. Or that you did ovulate. Yes, Mm.
0: good job. I love it. Nice job. You've learned. Uh, This other question is, how many times have I asked you how often you pooped during the day? (laughs) Uh, A lot. (laughs) Yeah. How many times do I ask, like, well, what did it look like?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Did you empty out? Every kind of question you can think of regarding that you've asked.
0: Yeah, and and you're even going to do a stool test at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll even get more information on your poop. So this is, I'm kind of hesitant to ask, but what is a healthy thing that I do that annoys you?
2: When you get your juicer out and you leave all the parts out on the kitchen counter and then the box on the floor.
0: (laughs) Okay, fair enough, which... (laughs) I didn't really do today. I cleaned up after myself and I just put that stuff away before we recorded.
2: Yeah. That's like the first time ever.
0: Yeah. That's the quickest I've ever cleaned up from juicing. That really is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that annoyed you, but I will remember that from now. Um, and the other thing that I selfishly want to know is what's something that I've done or just, you know, things or a theme, I guess that, that I've done for my health that has made you proud
2: how you've improved your body image over the years.
0: That's really sweet, say more.
2: Well, it's definitely improved a lot over the years and I've just noticed that you you have a much more positive mindset in regards to your body. And I like seeing that because before it wasn't the greatest and it led to a lot of frustration.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've said this to you before, but I do thank you for always being encouraging and, you know, you never made me feel like I should be ashamed of my body. Like I never felt um, like I had a poor body image because of anything that you did. It was all my own doing and what I thought I should look like and just, you know, my own perceived shortcomings So you never did anything to make me feel that way. And I know that you tried so hard to try and reinforce that, like, you always thought I was beautiful, even when I weighed 30 pounds heavier, right? Like you, you always made me feel like you loved me no matter what. Um, It was just, I couldn't accept that because of my own state that I was in. Um, But it does feel really good now to be at the point where, like, I actually believe you when you say that you think I'm beautiful and that you do love my body and it's something that has taken a while, unfortunately to get to. And, but it makes me feel good to know that you recognize that in myself because I know that there were frustrations from you when I was struggling with that Mm because it was almost like you wanted to shake me and like, just listen to me. Like I'm telling you. And so you sticking it out and continuously being loving and supporting was huge. um, As I had to work through it at the pace that I did and, you know, it happened the way that it did for a reason, and I'm happy to be on the other side of it, but I just appreciate you sharing that.
2: You're welcome.
0: Yeah. What is something that you're proud of for yourself when it comes to health?
2: I would say I I like that I'm open-minded with different things. Um, kind of like we said, like a lot of people will be kind of turned off from, you know, I guess some of the. Holistic stuff, but like I was—I've always been open-minded and just interested in trying new things or learning new things. And I think that's a good quality. I think mo- most people, or I think everyone, should be open-minded about a lot of things. Like you shouldn't be so rigid on, you know, one certain aspect.
0: Yeah, I would agree, and I think that is something that you—I'm proud of for you too—and the what I would add is again, your consistency and your discipline. I've always been very, I've always admired that, not just with fitness, but just in general, you're a very disciplined individual. And that's something that is not easy to find. And so that's been something that has helped me become more disciplined because I do like to think of myself as a disciplined person. And I get a lot of that because I have you as an example. So like we were saying before is you've led by example of how it, It is to be disciplined and why you should do that. And so that's been helpful for me personally, but I definitely love that. I think it's attractive. I think it's admirable. I think that you like it, there's more reason to respect you because of that. So I love that about you is that you've been disciplined and very consistent with taking care of your health.
2: Thanks, honey.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you a question. You're the guest. So, what is a health challenge that you would offer to the listeners? <laughs> something that they can do. It can be something that we mentioned on the episode or maybe something different, but just something to bring awareness to and that they can implement for themselves this week.
2: Well, I'm going to go with my background and say yeah, the challenge is to hit a maximum squat this week. Okay. It can be a barbell squat. It can be a goblet squat, dumbbell, whatever, just go as heavy as you can. Okay. That's the challenge.
0: Okay. Did you do that this week?
2: No. Oh,
0: okay. All right. I didn't know. Cause you've been like, you know, you've been getting stronger and getting back to some big lifts. So I don't know if you did that this week and you just didn't tell me.
2: Not yet, but that's the challenge for everyone else.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do it too. And I'll tell you when I do it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, I really appreciate you doing this. I know it's like, you know, it's, You, I mean, you edit some of these episodes, so you know what goes on in this part of my world, but just having you actually immersed in it feels really good. And
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I appreciate you taking the time and you even vacuumed the house prior to doing this. So what a lucky gal.
2: Well, you're welcome for the the ratings records. That's about to shatter when this (laughs) drops. (laughs)
0: That's right. You heard it. So if you listened to this episode and you enjoyed this, please share this with someone that you think would also enjoy it. Maybe there's someone who could use some of the advice we talked about and like getting their partner on board or, or someone that's really into health and would like to hear our perspective as a couple that's been into health. And maybe there's some feedback that you have or more questions that you have. Feel free to reach out. Danny and I would love to answer. You know how to contact us. That's going to be in the show notes below. Do not hesitate to reach out. But again, thank you so much for listening and sharing this episode. Um, And if you have any other questions or comments, feel free to reach out. Danny, I love you. Love you. Thank you for joining. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I so appreciate your interest in holistic health and hope you learned something you can apply to your own life. References from this episode are linked in the show notes, as well as links to find me, Evie, on social media platforms. If you'd like to learn more about services from Holistically Restored, click on the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this content, I encourage you to subscribe and also leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, be well, my friends.